Hello and welcome to the EVs and Beyond podcast. I'm your host, Rich Edwards. And today we're kind of in the middle of a little bit of a crossover. We've just gone and recorded an episode of the All Things Tesla podcast. And I've now dragged the host of that, Martin Kane, over to our side of the fence, so to speak. So thank you so much for joining us, Martin. Pleasure. It's uh, strange to be on this side of the uh, the interview process. <laughs> so tell me, tell me a little bit about the, the All Things Tesla podcast. Where did that idea come from and, and, and how's it going so far? Look, uh, back in May, I put a post on one of the Tesla owners groups and uh, said who would be interested in this sort of thing. Is there a market for it? Uh, I've been into podcasting for a while. I have uh, the iCraighead podcast and a uh, community of learning podcast that I do. And it seemed that there was going to be some sort of interest in it. And what we're missing on the social media groups really is the real social experience. We see people talking about only the things they want to talk about, their profile pictures, the best profile pictures they can create, but we never actually get to know the person. And so Alex Shepard said he would join me and we got a whole lot of advice from Paul Spain from Podcast NZ about how to run and recording sessions and things like that. And yeah, back in May, we started our first episode and it's going really well. I think we're up to 31 recorded episodes or interviews as such. And on top of that, we have some special bonus news articles and features about insurance or that sort of thing. But yeah, a lot of recordings and we've got episodes scheduled out to the beginning of December at the moment. That's a good way to be. I know from many years in producing media, there's nothing quite like a good stash of future content ready to go. <laughs> Look, it takes the pressure off. It certainly takes the pressure <laughs> off when you have a uh, when you have a quiet moment. Yes, yes. And what kind of discussions are you having? I mean, what kind of interesting topics have you guys stumbled across so far? Yeah, well, it's we've decided to be very, very niche in what we do. We have already a, some really, really great podcasts in New Zealand. There's this one. There's the New Zealand EV podcast, or now just the EV podcast. And we thought, look, we don't want to stand on anyone's toes. We're going to specifically focus on products related to Tesla. And so it's really been getting the names of people who have had them for a while, finding out the history, you know, what was life like in New Zealand prior to superchargers, prior even to the charging network, and getting those stories and sharing those with people who have either recently bought a Tesla or people who are interested in EVs in general. So it's a bit of history, bit of background, you know, what do people do? These cars are owned by normal people. You don't need to be a, a movie director or a um, studio owner to own one of these vehicles now. Mm. Any particular stories so far that stood out for you? I mean, which, which episodes should people be going and digging back through the catalogue to really chase down first? Well, look, I really love the destination episodes. I like a, a good story of a road trip. I try and include a little bit of that in each one of the interviews. But, you know, we've got a couple of destinations there. So we've got Destination Dunedin, we've got Destination Lumsden. We have coming out in the next uh, week or so, Destination Christchurch. And just getting a sort of a summary of some of those areas around around New Zealand where there are good chunk of people or a good chunk of destination charges and you hear from the local champions if you like about their areas I, I really really enjoy those you know interviewing John Fitness about his record attempt I see you've got one of those on your podcasts as well hearing from Powerwall owners I mean I've got one coming up I think in the middle of October with Gavin Treadgold he has completely aced any 
solar power wall setup you can possibly imagine. He's a civil defence emergency manager for Christchurch, and he has basically set himself up to be energy self-sufficient in the centre of Christchurch. And what he does with his power wall and his Tesla gateway is just absolutely outstanding. I'm really looking forward to that one becoming public. Fantastic. And what's your own Tesla story? You've got a Model 3, I think? No. Uh, no? No. Well, Look, we, we started back in 2015 with a 24, one of the New Zealand new 2014, but actually 2012, Gen 1 Nissan Leafs. The gateway drug. Absolutely. But, uh, you know, one of those early uptakes. So we owned one of the uh, the ones that Nissan sold. And then we got ourselves a 30 kilowatt hour leaf to replace the remaining petrol vehicle we had. And uh, young daughter's daughter number three turned into daughter number three and four. <laughs> so we needed a car that was going to be able to get us around as a family. And at that stage, the only sort of six or seven seater was the Tesla Model X. And we we dreamed about it and, uh, you know, thought, wouldn't it be marvellous if we could have one of those? And look, it turned out on Tesla's second-hand site, one there for, you know, a good forty fifty thousand dollars $50,000 cheaper than you and thought, jump for it. Went and grabbed it. So, yeah, I got a seven-seater Model X there. That's quite the jump from a Leaf to a Model X. That must have been a little bit of a learning curve. Look, it was it was a it was a dream. I've been one to do adventures. I uh, went around the South Island when the 24-hour... Uh, 24 kilowatt hour leaf prior to the charging network, the charge net charging network existing in the south in New Zealand. And, you know, that was an experience, but I probably wouldn't want to do it again. And uh, look, now with uh, something with a 100 kilowatt hour battery or even any of the modern EVs that you get now, you just, you don't have to worry about that sort of thing. So yeah, look, it's a, it's a, it's a lovely vehicle. And, you know, I think any any vehicle that can travel sort of 300, 400 Ks is, is, is a good one to to start with. You'd be a, as someone with a young family like myself, you learn very quickly that children tend to not last as long as EV batteries. The children themselves? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> as in, there's very few EVs I've found that can't outlast on a road trip the needs of a child to get out and stretch their legs. Oh, look, absolutely. No, you're, you're quite right. And uh, having grown up with the leaf where you sort of char- you know, stopped at uh, five or six different cafes on the way up to Christchurch, which is only 160 k's away, you know, you don't do that anymore, that's for sure. <laughs> I, I feel I'm very privileged that most of my EV road trips have been with the existence of DC charging and and not in a 24 kilowatt leaf. <laughs> As I say, it was an experience. Yeah. How healthy do you think the Tesla kind of community is in New Zealand? I think a lot of people see the kind of front end through the EV owners page and various things where it can be a bit parochial. But do you think it is, it's, it's, it's better than that? Do you think it's a, a broader, more helpful community than maybe some people realise? Look, I think any of those social media groups are very, very helpful communities. You've got to realise that New Zealand EV owners group has existed way, way, way since probably early 2014. And, you know, it started off small, incredibly helpful. It still is helpful. But, you know, with, I think they were up to, almost 10,000 members in there now. So you really do have an entire town there. So, you know, to have a community of 10,000 people and to have everything, you know, 100% positive and rosy is just not going to happen. So you get a bit of toing and froing in that. Uh, some of the smaller groups like the, you know, the Tesla Owners Club Facebook group or the Model 3 Facebook group, they're a lot smaller, less opportunity for 
a wide variety of arguments. So, you know, as you get into the sort of niche areas, you do get more focused on exactly what you're interested in uh, talking about or getting support about, and you don't get so many differing views. Yeah, yeah. And there's almost a little bit of a, a thing, in it. and I, I think it's fantastic that Tesla owners are so, and I think in general, EV owners are so proud of their vehicles. It's just something you don't see in other sectors of the of automotive but i sometimes find the every time someone talks about an ev that's not a tesla they, they should have bought a model 3 or buy a model 3 comment just sometimes needs to be measured a little <laughs> but that's just my personal opinion i guess i mean i'm very much into we're, we're trying to get a second car and sorry a replacement for the leaf at the moment and uh, i have no hassle going out and getting a uh, an mg Except I do have a hassle because there's none in New Zealand until about May next year, so I'm told. So I'm looking for something and I'm not specifically looking you know, for a Tesla. I'm just looking for something that's going to happily get us the you know, 30 minutes in and out of town, nice, easy one to own and is going to get the EV rebate. Mm. Are you? Is there any particular Tesla product coming that you are excited about or the others you think will be really excited about? I mean, Model Y is kind of next off the rank, but there's you know a couple of things being alluded to after that. What's kind of getting your juices going? Well, yeah, the Model 3 was you know, certainly a good thing for New Zealand. I am absolutely convinced, though, that, as you say, when the Model Y comes out, that will blow everything away. Yeah, we're seeing the early numbers out of deliveries in Europe at the moment, and it's just smashing everything into the ground. Absolutely. And uh, look, I, I think that's going to be an absolute uh, what we used to say, a killer app. You know, when that comes out, I think, you know, New, Ze- New Zealand is going to really be opening its eyes and paying attention to the EV space. And I don't think that's going to be too long to go now that they're sort of pumping them out. Yeah, yeah. You think many people in New Zealand are going to be putting down deposits on uh, on roadsters or cyber trucks, Or do you think kind of the next one after that will be this long-rumoured, cheaper, smaller Tesla? Look, I I hear lots and lots and lots of rumours and have over the times, you know, whether it's battery technology increasing or X, Y or Z car coming out. And look, until it's literally physically seen and being mass produced, I really pay little attention to it. You know, everyone sort of seems to have a concept car that never, never happens. Look, at the moment, we know that the Y is being produced. We know it's coming out. That's going to be it. The Cybertruck, I've still got questions about whether we're actually going to see it in New Zealand at all. It would be great. I would love to see it on the farm. But uh, is it going to ever appear in New Zealand? I think Elon's kind of indicated now that it's not going to leave leave there, leave America. But I guess it'll be interesting to see what they do come up next with because hopefully we need something to land at some point in the near future to stop all these arguments about you can't have an EV ute because, yeah, that's, that can't last forever. No, it can't. And look, uh, I've been saying to you know, local people, to be honest, in New Zealand, you don't need an EV ute. What we're trying to do is lower the emissions of the fleet. And you know, just let's let's get something at least, some of those things or those vehicles out of Europe where the emission standards are so much higher, bring them into New Zealand. You know, I think the, the little extra cost that you're going to have to pay if you bring a high emitting vehicle into New Zealand, I think that's a good thing. And I think what that says is to the manufacturers and to the you know to the dealers is New Zealand doesn't want your high emitting junk, bring in your low emitting junk if it's not an EV. Yeah, the scheme that we're talking about the clean car uh, that's technically I think the clean car standard as opposed to the clean car discount kind of crosses both territories by the time you get through to twenty twenty three. It certainly has raised the ire of some sectors of the community. Do you feel perhaps? Tesla owners being relatively prominent EV owners generally have maybe felt a little bit of heat from that? Or do you think some of them have perhaps gone out and sought that that heat online themselves? 
there are social media trolls out there and there are real trolls out there. I think a majority of people, even if they're farmers <laughs> or tradies, appreciate that climate change is going to make some pretty major adjustments to the way farming life happens and various things like that. They are quite happy to reduce their emissions when there is something that they can use that does that. I think there are a very limited few who want to make a big thing about it and, and claim it as something against their their right. I think it's high time New Zealand actually did go ahead and start uh, and, and put those standards in place. I think it's a good move. I Some people may feel offended or feel that people are picking on them, but uh, I don't feel at all aggrieved as a Tesla owner. Mm. It, what do we think the split is of, of, of owners out there? And you've probably spoken to a lot now in that Tesla space that are going that way for the environmental reasons or versus those that are just really into the tech? Because let's face it, these these cars are really cool from a technical perspective. Oh, they are indeed. Even the games are great. <laughs> so, um, look, I don't know. I think there's probably a mixture. How many people do it for the environmental reasons? I'm not sure. I was in Norway a few years ago and spoke to the Norwegian EV Owners Association over there, you know, Christina Boo and the like. And they do a survey every year. And what they were finding in the survey, which is incredibly well written, was that while people will publicly say that they're doing this for the environment, the truth is they're actually doing it for economic reasons. So it's hard to know. If people say they're doing it for the environment, then yeah, I'm all going to trust them. But I think there are economic reasons for why people might be doing so as well. If you were really, really, really wanting to do it for the environment, then you know maybe you would have spent $200,000 buying a big expensive EV when you could, but now they make economic sense now that you're getting the Teslas or any other vehicle for you know under $80,000, you're actually going to have a vehicle that will make its money back in terms of petrol saving in years to come. Yeah, and it's interesting, you you see the, I noticed in the the last weekend, the New Zealand Herald and its driven section had a big feature around electric vehicle running costs and talking about the payback time of of driving a nice vehicle versus driving an EV vehicle. And I, and I think that's one way to put it. But the, I think the argument can be so much more simplified than getting deep down into those kind of running cost things. If I take my example, and as people here in the, in the other podcast, we drive a MGZS uh, EV. And when we switched over from that last year, it replaced a SUV, an ICE SUV, slightly bigger, but not much different on interior space in the MG. And even if I don't dig into any running costs other than what goes out of my bank account every month, you know, our payment on that ICE SUV was about $700 a month, $750 a month. We was then spending about $400 a month in fuel. On the MG, they are charging costs are negligent, negligible, not negligent, negligible. <laughs> and our payment is $1,000 a month. So I'm straight away, $150 a month ahead, regardless of whether I actually go and look into what all the other costs are involved. So there's so many... So many arguments that can be made around why people should uh, should be driving these cars. Absolutely. And, you know, I mean, I remember very, very quickly just dropping our kids around town when we've got our first leaf. We were saving three and a half thousand dollars a year, just like that. And as you say, you know, even if people hate to do this, people don't take my financial advice. But if you're having to borrow money to purchase a EV, even that makes some financial sense to save yourself purchasing petrol. Absolutely, absolutely. And, and I know there's been some talk even in 
uh, some of the lowest, lowest socioeconomic areas of New Zealand around, they've looked at the economics of financing or putting on subscription older leafs to people rather than lending the money to fix their ice cars because mm-hmm. they're finding that has better ultimate outcomes, potentially has better ultimate outcomes for them than that. It's not a rich man's game. And I've had radio hosts put that to me before. You know, this is a rich man's thing. It just simply isn't, you know. Sure, a, a Model 3 is, a, even with a subsidy, is a $60,000 car, but you've got to look at it more broadly than that. And there's plenty of people out there who spend $60,000 on a car. Absolutely. And as you say, you know, even picking up a, uh, you know, an early Model Leaf for $10,000 for your second car, which runs around town and probably spends more money than the, the car that does the long trips. You know, if you can if you can have that little vehicle that will save you petrol for your majority of your driving, then that very, very, very quickly pays itself off. Mm. Yeah, you know, ab- absolutely. You've got the Model X now. Would you consider going into something that is not all things Tesla in the future? Other than, as you said, you mentioned getting a cheaper leaf, but I'm talking about replacing your Model X. Would you go, is there anything else you covered outside the Tesla uh, the Tesla world? Yeah, as I say, um, mm, I hate to say, but I really think being a buck at this stage, the for the money, if you're getting a Tesla for under $80,000 and the service and the network and the quality of that machine only ever having created EVs, you know, the company only ever, having created EVs, I, I probably would as a first car be getting a Tesla again. Um, I may not get the Model X, so I would probably go with the Model 3 or, you know, fingers crossed the Model Y comes out soon. Yeah, I just think it's the best bang for buck. <laughs> that's, you're, allowed, you're allowed to own your decisions. It's, uh, <laughs> that's a good thing. It's, it's, it's got to be great when people on that particular brand are just so happy with what they've purchased. It's, that's such an endorsement of the brand, really. Mm. Yeah, what's uh, your hope though? I guess with Tesla, you wanting to see more supercharging in New Zealand. Do people are people happy with what's there now? Are they happy with the support they're getting? I know there's been some talk, particularly down the South Island, about not necessarily enough service coverage. Is that an often discussed uh, issue within the community? Look, I'm sort of lucky in that living in Timber, I'm 166 k's away from a you know from the service centre. It's probably a little bit di- more difficult for those in Dunedin or Queenstown, which are, or Invercargill for that matter. But that said, there's very few things that will ever happen to a car that make it undrivable by way of Tesla that can't be fixed by your standard garage. So having only a service centre at the moment in Christchurch, I don't think it's a big issue. As far as superchargers go, look, I'm not too concerned about that. I don't use the one in Washdyke, which is literally about 5Ks away from my home. I can see its purpose there is brilliant. I think the supercharging network as it is is pretty good. But you've got to remember that we're supported by a countrywide charge net network, which is extensive, absolutely amazing, and rapidly ramping up to uh, put some decent speed charges just about uh, everywhere. Yeah, I'm really excited at the moment. I'm getting They're putting in 300 kilowatt charge net units about... 10 minutes from my house, which is, uh, it's just going to be awesome. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, no, absolutely. I think there's still a lot of education to do. I would like Eka to really concentrate again on those electric vehicles. I think they've, you know, it's a little bit personal. I, the gen less campaign, I'm less than, less than comfortable with. I, I really think, you know, get bang for buck. Let's get people focused on these EVs again. You know, stop watering it down by, you know, sort of talking about LED light bulbs and things like that. Get the EV message out there. It's a low-hanging fruit for New Zealand, and we've got a long way to go before we get the 
you know the the benefit that's achievable yes exactly and and look just uh, i guess talking about uh, getting the message out there what's the best way for people to find the all things tesla podcast and uh, and listen to some of these great discussions you guys are having yeah well the yeah new zealand all that's tesla all that's tesla sorry all that's tesla yep we had a lot of discussion i used to think it should be all things tesla as well but no it's all that's tesla look it's available on um, apple Podcasts, spotify tune in google podcasts amazon music it's out there everywhere and of course it's you know on the facebook group and twitter as well so we we publish every week at the moment and sometimes a wee bit more often what you know during lockdown we're doing some special episodes so just do a search for new zealand all that's tesla and you'll find us fantastic and what i'll do in the bottom of my show notes here is i will post the link to the episode on the maybe get this right all that's tesla podcast that features me <laughs> as well so that people can find those and join them together and, uh, and and listen to them i guess as one unit so look thank you so much for joining us again and uh if you're listening thank you for subscribing and liking and doing all those things that we love that help us get the message out there this particular podcast is not available as a video as well so don't go uh, checking the youtube channel for just this but don't forget that's there and there are some amazing road trip videos and reviews and various other things there that you can check out so uh thanks so much and we'll catch you again soon thanks again for listening to the evs and beyond podcast do not forget to throw us a five-star rating and share the podcast it really helps us out we'll catch you again in two weeks time <laughs>